Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is Gerald Salenti with The Judge and Judge Andrew Napolitano. Nobody anywhere says what he says with the authority and judicial background. What you're hearing from the judge, you don't hear from anywhere else. And the topics that we cover are very important to our lives for freedom, peace, and liberty. And the judge is a real, real warrior of freedom, a man of peace. And boy, oh boy, does he defend justice. So thank you, Judge, for being with us today. And you have a new article out. And again, you're, what you're writing each week is, is um, you know, it, it, everybody should know this. You know, uh, uh, Biden, fat mouth Biden, a little boy who did everything he could to beat the Vietnam War draft, got a bunch of deferments, ended up with a one Y. But boy, does he talk tough. We got to fight. And you know that guy over there, that uh, Putin? He's a war criminal. He's a butcher. Oh, yeah, maybe he should join the butcher's club. And you write about some of them here. Biden was one of them. Wasn't a war that guy didn't like. And who's another one? The torturer-in-chief, George W. Bush, a daddy's boy, a little arrogant daddy's boy, born on third base and thought he had a home run, a murderous torturer. Tell us more about the article that you wrote. Well, and good morning, Gerald. It's always a pleasure to be with you, my dear, wonderful friend, no matter what we're uh, talking about. I want to give you a little bit of a background because I had on Judging Freedom two people that are huge admirers of yours and through your auspices was able to interview them, Colonel Doug McGregor and the great Phil Girardi. Everybody listening to us knows who they are. McGregor, a career military, speaks to peace from a military perspective. Giraldi, career CIA, quit the CIA when he knew that George W. Bush was lying about the justification for invading Iraq. Two weeks ago, they were each on with me separately, and I said to them the same question. What do you think Antony Blinken, Secretary of State, really wants out of this Ukraine-Russian war? They both said the same thing. Regime change in Moscow. Then last weekend, I hear Biden say Putin doesn't deserve to be in office. And I'm thinking, these two guys are right. Biden can't keep his mouth shut. The globalists that surround him secretly want a war in the hopes that they can get rid of uh, uh, Putin uh, in office. I just want to put put that out there before we get into George W. Right after 9-11, instead of charging the 9-11 mastermind, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and his four uh, colleagues who planned and plotted and financed the whole thing in federal district court in Washington, in New York and in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where their crimes of murder were committed. They open up a devil's island in Guantanamo Bay. They torture the daylights out of these guys at foreign uh, prisons. They ship them to Guantanamo Bay and announce that they're gonna keep them there forever until a team of FBI agents shows up to start interviewing them. And the first thing the FBI says, is, by the way, you guys know you're entitled to lawyers. They get lawyers. The lawyers file documents revealing the torture Bush's people say, we can do what we want. It's not the United States. The Constitution doesn't apply. The federal laws don't apply. The federal judges don't have jurisdiction. 
The Supreme Court in five out of six cases says, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Now they have to prepare for trial. The evidence they have, they've obtained illegally. The military judges are ruling if somebody takes the witness stand who says they were tortured, I'm going to let them subpoena the torturer and the records of the torture. So now the government is confronted with somebody who's been there for 20 years, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the self-admitted mastermind, the acknowledged by the government mastermind, and they're negotiating a plea agreement with him because they're afraid to try him because they're afraid of what he'll say on the witness stand about what the CIA did to torture him. That is the jurisprudential mess that George W. Bush made out of his devil's island 90 miles off the coast of Key West. The devil's island, huh? So this place, Guantanamo, um, that's in Cuba, right? Yes. How dare those Russians want Crimea, you know, that's always been with Russia forever, and it was only made up with Khrushchev when he was drunk and, and did that deal, according to uh, McGregor. And, oh, but the United States, it's okay for the United States to have a prison, a torturous prison in Cuba. I know, I know. God gave us that land, right? I think it's right, in the, I think it's the 12th United commandment. States. What? Listen, listen to this. We have Guantanamo Bay under a 99 year lease. <laughs> it expired 30 years ago. <laughs> We're still there because you're right. The American uh, culture is that we are exceptional and whatever we do is correct. And we can steal all the land and crush all the liberty we want as long as we do it in the name of the red, white and blue. I, it's not the American culture, Judge. It's the culture of these psychopaths, these sociopaths, these yes. pathological liars, these little arrogant boys and girls that people call politicians. Yes. Look at, talking about politicians, politics, many ticks. Look at, look at Trump, I mean, uh, uh, Biden. The guy's been sucking off the public tit his whole life. What, yes. for 50 years? Yes. 50 yes. years. What are so, we doing in Guantanamo? That if all these fat mouths are shooting off about what Russia's doing, what the hell right do you have to be in, in Guantanamo? George Bush's Devil's Island costs the taxpayers $100 million a year. $100 these million. People, $100 million a year. If these people had been tried in federal court and either convicted or acquitted, the prison would have been shut down by now and all this nonsense would have been over with. But his passion for torture, and I, and I, I gotta believe that the torture was animated by his sidekick, Dick, Kane, Dick Cheney. Oh. His, their, their passion for torture is what has destroyed their ability to prosecute people as to whom the evidence of guilt is overwhelming, but they can't present it in a court because the defense will consist of uh, um, documents showing that Bush and Cheney personally approved of the torture. <sighs> you know, that's the mess they've created. The Print fanaticism, you write here, the fanaticism of George W. Bush, under whose incompetent watch the attacks of 9-11 occurred 
and who killed hundreds of thousands of Iraqis to produce regime change because Saddam Hussein, quote, tried to kill my daddy, continues to haunt and demean the American judicial system. Nobody cares about it. Nobody no. cares about it. You know, no, no, because no one, the, the government... The government operates by fear and hatred. So for 10 years, we were told to fear Muslims and hate Khalid Sheikh uh, Mohammed. And there's been hatred all throughout history. The, the object of our hatred now, according to the government, uh, is Putin. But uh, the hatred of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed is gone. He killed 3,000 people. The government doesn't care if, he, if he's tried or not. So it's government by fear, government by hatred, uh, government by people who take an oath to uphold the Constitution and don't give a damn about it. You know, when the, all that was starting with um, Bush Sr. with the lies about the first Iraq war. Oh, remember they were taking those going into, into hospitals and killing babies in incubators? Remember that lie? Right. Yeah. Well, you know what I wrote about when this started happening? I called it the next crusade. We were taught to hate yeah. the Muslims. It yes. was a crusade. Yeah, it was a crusade. Yes. And, you, and look what's going on now with, with, um, with Ukraine. Oh, it's great to take all of, you know, again, I'm, we both are totally against the, uh, uh, Putin's invasion, totally against it. But how they champion taking in refugees from Ukraine. But... No refugees from all the people you slaughtered in Iraq, in Libya, in, in Syria, in, in, you know, Afghanistan. Hey, they don't count, man. They're a, they're, a different, they're a different shape and size, you know? Yeah. The hypocrisy. I think that um, I hear in the distance the drumbeats of war. I think the Republicans uh, in the Senate and many of them uh, in the House share the vision that slipped out of uh, President Biden's mouth about regime change uh, in Russia. Uh, there were even intimations about the reinstitution of the draft, God forbid, which you and I know is slavery. It's unfortunately still on the books. And I hear those drumbeats and they terrify me, uh, Gerald. Uh, you and I can't even imagine, you have spoken and written about this, what World War III would be like. It started. It started. And you know, Judge, this is important. There's no peace candidates out there. No. The people don't want this war. It's the media that's selling it. Again, you know, day after day showing the destruction of what's going on in Ukraine. They never did this showing day after day America's mass destruction of Iraq. Day after day America's mass destruction of Afghanistan, day after day NATO's illegal destruction of a place that used to be called Yugoslavia, day right. after day NATO's destruction of Libya, Iraq, Syria, one after another. Oh, and nobody talks about the, the oh, that, that low-life piece of scum blinking, that arrogant boy. You remember when Obama started the, or oh, he didn't start it, the Saudis announced that they were going to attack Yemen from Washington, D.C. 
back in March of 2015. That's where their ambassador announced it. And the American press says Blinken is going to Saudi Arabia to help them with intelligence. Intelligence? Well, Blinken is a, is a very, very powerful person today because the president is off his rocker. Blinken is running uh, foreign policy. He's the ultimate globalist. And according to Phil Giraldi and Colonel McGregor, he's the one that wants regime change. Where did the government blow that? They would have been better off if they hadn't said anything. Every time they tried to dial back what slipped out of Biden's mouth, they made it worse. They continued the news cycle. Could you imagine when the Iraq war was going on, the Syrian war and uh, the Afghan war, if Putin said, Obama has to go, he shouldn't be in office. Clinton shouldn't be in office. Bush shouldn't be in office. Could you imagine if the Russians were saying this because of America's war record? Oh, then it would be terrible. Well, America's war record is obviously far worse. If you just, just look at Iraq, 850,000 slaughtered by Bush because Saddam tried to kill my daddy. We know there were no weapons of mass destruction. Phil Giraldi uh, knew that. He was the, one of the lead CIA uh, agents involved. He said to the White House, if you don't stop with these lies, I'm out of here. They told him to go take a hike, and he did. And now he's a very powerful uh, and compelling voice about the yeah. government's lying us into war. Colonel McGregor makes the same argument from the military uh, perspective. But Blinken is a powerful uh, guy, and he really doesn't have to answer to anybody nope. except Biden's chief of staff, yep. and they're, they're uh, uh, wedded at the hip. His arrogance comes through so loud and clear. You look at him, boy, and you listen to him. Again, one, you know, George Carlin, that great comedian, used to say, it's one big club and you ain't in it. And that's all this clown has ever been, a member of the club. Again, it, it's, it's the... Um, the people that are leading us that has just destroyed this country. And again, you look at the numbers that we've given to, we did it in the Trends Journal this week. Do you know that over $40 billion of our money has gone to Ukraine since right. the overthrow in 2014? $40 billion. As the roads are rotted, the bridges are collapsing, homeless all over the streets, the country going down in front of our eyes and our money being stolen from us to give to the military-industrial complex. McGregor argues that we're actually causing more bloodshed, that without our military assistance to Ukraine, the inevitable Russian victory would have been faster and far less destructive and bloody. I and the bottom line is... What the hell do we care where the border is around Donbass? How the heck does that affect? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at it because people are dying. But the argument is absurd. How could anybody argue that the border of Donbass affects the national security of the United States? Nobody could argue that with a straight face. Unless you're a globalist that wants to get rid of Putin. Yeah. And again, you know, this has been going on back and forth to Russia for what? A thousand years? I mean, you know, what's going on here? Again, what are we doing in, in Guantanamo? That's not our country. 
I mean, that's that's a, a very legitimate argument. Uh, Bush and Cheney and Alberto Gonzalez, who was the White House legal oh. counsel, who eventually became the attorney general of the United States, really thought that they could craft their own brand uh, of justice. They really thought they could lock people up and throw away the key. And the Supreme Court said no. Then they thought they didn't have to follow the Constitution. The Supreme Court said you did. Then they thought they didn't have to obey federal law because torture is a crime under federal law. The Supreme yeah. Court said you do have to obey federal law. Wherever the government goes, the Constitution goes with it, George. No, there's no, there's no Constitution anymore. And torture is everywhere. You know, it's, again, um, you know, your article here really makes it clear now, back to the current negotiations, they were, they were initiated by the government because the Department of Defense and Justice, after continual changes of judicial and prosecutorial personnel, now no longer wants to try anyone, particularly those defendants who have been tortured. Tortured. Right. And we're talking right. about Russia? Right. You know... And you, you, McGregor's mentioned this, and I mentioned it too, is that, you know, by sending more military equipment, more armaments, you're just making a bad situation worse. Correct. This Correct. is from today. U.S. Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Now, you can't get a more freakier clown than that. A comic book <laughs> artist couldn't, right? I mean, look at this jerk. You know, a lying little freak. Here, here's a picture he of him. Is not a cons- he, is, he is no Maggie Thatcher. He is not a... That's him. That's him. He's not posing for that. That's him. That's him. I don't know what... So he comes out and says that he wants to provide Ukraine with, quote, more lethal military aid. And it goes on to help the country repel the Russian attack. Yep. Admiral Tony Radican, the chief of defense for the UK, was said to have started at the same meeting that the UK was moving toward, quote, a new phase of its support for Ukraine. According to Boris Johnson, he said a defense source told the outlet that Ukraine needs, quote, longer range deep fires, including heavy artillery and for the u.s to provide ukraine with anti-ship missiles and more advanced air defense systems johnson promised an additional six thousand anti-tank and high explosive missiles to kiev isn't this brilliant they want war and they're agitating for it I mean, if they assemble all this uh, uh, military equipment at that air base in Poland that's 15 miles from the Ukraine border, what's to prevent Putin's people from bombing that air base before the equipment makes its way into the Ukraine hands? That would actually be a more humanitarian way of fighting the war. But then that brings NATO in. That's right. So they are practically daring Putin to attack a NATO country. That's how much they want war. Yeah, I mean, these are their words. More, more. Nobody's talking about peace. And nope. again, let's put this into perspective. What if Russia 
and China supplied the Iraqis with weapons to defeat the United States and NATO? What if China and Russia just provided the Taliban with more weapons to defeat America and NATO in Afghanistan? What if Russia supplied more and China more armaments to stop NATO from destroying Libya? Oh, then it would be terrible. But it's okay for the United States to get involved in somebody else's war that we have no business being involved in and NATO being involved in it. Correct. I mean, what, what if the Russians and the Chinese put 100,000 troops at the New Mexico-Mexico border because Mexico claims that New Mexico is really part of its own country? I mean, it just shows you how Putin's behavior is not the slaughter, but his political and diplomatic behavior has a rationale behind it that is none of the American government's business. I agree 100% because people don't know, the average person doesn't know of the, again, we wrote about it in detail back in 2014, the overthrow of Viktor Yanukovych, democratically elected president of the Ukraine by Victoria Nuland and John May Rottenhell McCain, you know, and, and how, and, and again, how NATO, there was not supposed to move, quote, more than one inch, according to the records of, of James Baker under uh, uh, George Bush Sr. And back in February of 1990, there were 16 NATO countries, and now there are 30 right on the Russian border. And you mentioned the Donbass region. They were killing people all along, over some 15,000 Ukrainians were killing the separatist region people, but that doesn't make the news. No. The government and, and, and the media have presented a monolithic, one-sided uh, version uh, of all this, all of which is intended to uh, direct the hatred of the American people to Vladimir Putin to prepare them for war. And you had also mentioned several weeks ago about how the sanctions were illegal and how they don't work. And now you look at all of these stupid little companies. Oh, now today the news was Heineken's is going to pull out of Russia. Ugh. How dumb could you be? What, what difference does it make? Oh, so then I can sell more Russian beer and I have to sell your crap. I mean, this is stupid. This is ignorant. And what it is, it's building the foundation for war because the hatred of the Russians has now been set. And the people yes. hate Russians regardless of who they are, where they are, and what they are. And this is, this, as you said before, and I want to get your quote proper here, that the drumbeat of war is terrifying you. It is. And nobody is talking about that. Not even the Pope. Nobody is talking about the terrors of the drumbeat of war and the values of peace. Yep.
the values of peace. And that's Judge Andrew Napolitano, a, a real, real justice of peace, a, a defender of freedom, a, a, a man of dignity and respect. Thank you so much for being on. And again, there's no authority out there with the judicial background that you have to talk about these issues. And we need the Constitution and our Bill of Rights restored to us or else we're going to be living and that we'll be hearing live that drumbeat of war that's terrifying all of us. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.